Welcome to the Catholic Brides Podcast. My name is Anne, and I would like to welcome you to my show. On this podcast, we will be talking about what it means to be a Catholic bride, how to prepare for marriage, and how to walk with your spouse towards heaven. I'm excited that you're here, and I invite you to grab your favorite drink, settle in, and let's have a heart-to-heart about what it means to be a Catholic bride in today's world. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Catholic Brides podcast. Today I'm joined by Rachel Meyer. Rachel has been married for almost 14 years now and has five kids. She is a photographer in Indiana and is the owner of Simple Heart Photography. She desires to provide her clients with high quality and affordable wedding and portrait photography to simply capture life's special moments that reflect the person as they were created to be. Using her talents and gifts God gave her, she puts her passion in all of her work. She wants to provide family heirlooms to be shared with generations to come and create an experience that delights the people she interacts with. Welcome to the show, Rachel. Thank you. Thank you, Anna. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, chat with you a little bit more and get to know you and um, kind of what you do for your clients. And why don't we just start, though, with you just telling us a little bit more about yourself and about your story as a Catholic bride. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's kind of it's kind of fun how I met my husband, kind of going back to that actually being like the Catholic bride um, where it began. I knew for a very long time that I wanted to be married and have kids, but of course needed to find the other half in order to make that happen. Um, when and this was back when online dating was just getting started, so it was still very you know, awkward and strange to want to do the online dating thing. I can remember thinking, well, we tell our kids we met online. That sounds so creepy, you know, but um, it, it's so normalized today that I, I, it's funny to think that I even thought that. So I did lots of online dating. Well, not lots. I tried, I did it for a little while and I went on several dates and they were all horrible. So I was like, okay, Lord, like maybe this isn't how you want me to meet my husband. Um, but I was willing to try it. And so I had just gone on a really bad uh, experience, uh, blind date. And I came to, I was living in Steubenville, Ohio at the time. I worked at Franciscan University and I had um, come to Indianapolis to visit a friend of mine, or no, to do a conference. I was coming here for a conference for something. And I had gone out to breakfast with a friend of mine and she had just started dating her now husband. And of course she was in love. She wanted everyone else to be in love. And so she was like, who can I introduce you to? And she was like, oh my gosh, my friend, Brian. And, um, and so wanted us to meet. We, so we met a couple of days later, we met for a coffee date, just the two of us at like 10 o'clock at night at Starbucks. And we talked until almost 1am and it was just so good because I really went into the situation, like not expecting anything to happen. I was like, well, what's one more, you know, coffee date. And we just felt so comfortable with each other right away. We had so much in common. We were, it was very easy to talk to him. There was no awkward moments, um, but he was not ready to, to even entertain the idea of a relationship because I lived five hours away. He was here in Indy and I was in Ohio still. And he was like, I did long distance relationships. I'm, I'm not doing that. And so um, our mutual friend was kind of like, well, just give it a chance. See if there's room for the Holy Spirit. Could you see yourself being friends? And so that's what happened. We just kind of kept in touch for like the next month. 
Um, and then he came out to visit me and that visit like kind of sealed the deal. Like we knew like, this is definitely the, you know, where we wanted to pursue this relationship. And we were both older. We were in our thirties. Um, when we, well, no, I wasn't quite 30. He had just turned 30 and I, um, was going to be 30 that later that year. And so, um, we both were of the mindset that, you know what, if we're not going to pursue marriage here, then we're not going to waste each other's time. And we both knew pretty quick that we wanted to pursue marriage. So we dated for six months, got engaged and got married that following October. So crazy to think that it'll be, it'll be 14 years this October that we've been married. And like you said, we have five kids, um, and they range from 12 to three, um, which is still crazy to me. Um, and this is kind of stage of life, but it, it is really beautiful the way that the Lord has just really blessed us and blessed our, um, our, our marriage and our kids. And, um, uh, like I was sharing with you when we first started and we thought we were done at four. We were like, we always say like, okay, like, you know, this is that how many ever God wants us to have, but we really thought that, that we were done at four and then surprise, surprise, even with, with NFP, <laughs> we had number five. Um, so I always say all of our kids were planned. The first four were strategically planned and the last one was divinely planned. So <laughs> I love how God, uh, just, just, we trusted in him and knew that he was going to do whatever, <laughs> uh, was best for our family and and our little our youngest is definitely brings lots of joy to our family mm. so that's such a beautiful story of like how God took care of you and how like his plan is ultimately better than whatever right? we plan for ourselves <laughs> exactly I tell people that so many times and I can remember saying that to so many people like in college and stuff and they would be so distraught and devastated over this relationship that didn't work um, and I always say, well, you know what, then that means God has a better plan. He's got somebody even better for you. And I experienced that same thing. I dated a guy before I met my husband and I thought for sure he was the one I was like, you know, just waiting for the, the moment that he proposed and, and then things kind of fell apart. And I was like, well, what the heck? And so I was like, okay, Lord, like you obviously have a better plan. And, and he so did in so many ways. For sure. So I kind of want to shift our conversation into your area of expertise, um, which yeah. is photography. Um, yeah. So could you tell us a little bit uh, about what you do um, and what you provide to your clients and kind of that whole like process that you um, yeah. provide them? Absolutely. So um, I, I got into photography because I loved weddings. And I initially didn't think that I was ever going to shoot weddings, but I've always loved weddings. And um, it was somebody else's work that I had seen that, that gave me this desire to want to shoot weddings. And it was the idea of capturing those little moments of life, um, those details of the day that go by so fast that you don't even realize happen um, because sometimes you don't even see parts of your wedding day. Mm. And so um, I remember the, the first wedding that we did, and I remember being absolutely exhausted after shooting it. But at the same time, like absolutely loving everything that we did. Now it's funny because I go back and I look at those pictures that I took 15 years ago or 16 years ago and I go, oh, wow. Like it's, it's amazing to see how my photography has progressed and I'm grateful for that um, over the years. But the joy has never left. The joy of walking through um, the kind of helping in the planning process with my clients, um, talking with them about the importance of having a good photographer, having a professional photographer. Um, some of some of the pieces of that are um, it's it's a big deal. Like your investment in your photography for your wedding day is going to be one of the things that you're going to look back on and say, "I'm glad I invested in that." Because if you just have your friend who has a good camera take pictures, you're going to look back and say, "What was I thinking?" Because you want you there are so many things that happen on a wedding day that 
someone with just with a good camera is not going to know what to expect. They may get some really cool pictures and some that are kind of neat, but are they going to get all the pictures necessary? Are they going to know how to take pictures in a dark church where you can't use flash, which is the rule in every Catholic church. You can't use flash once mass starts. Um, are they going to know what moments to look for um, when it comes to, um, especially at a, at a Catholic wedding? And I'll, exp I'll explain that here in a second when I, when I talk about the, the benefit of being a Catholic photographer. Um, how to corral all the people, whether it's the wedding party or the crazy big families and, and all that kind of stuff. How to know the timeline of the day and how to kind of catch up on the timeline if needs be. How to talk those couples through planning their timeline for the day because they obviously have never been through this before, so they don't even know what to expect. So so many times my, my, my brides will come to me and say, Hey, um, I need to know what time we should be done with hair and makeup. What time are we starting pictures and da, 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 da. And I say, well, we can't, that's just not an easy question. We need to work backwards. So I always work backwards from the ceremony time and, and, and plan that part out and what time they need to get in their dress. And then same thing, planning forward from the ceremony onto the reception and how long they want me there. My, my brides have me typically from eight to 10 hours um, depending on the, the layout of the day. For Catholic weddings with a full Catholic mass, oftentimes 10 hours is the best amount of time. But if we need to do it in eight hours, we can. Like I just had a wedding this past weekend that eight hours is what they could afford. And so eight hours is what we made work. Um, and it did, it worked out great. So, but it takes planning ahead of time, obviously. I love um, a little bit about what I do when it comes, like I said, with the Catholic weddings. And, I, and I'm more and more, I have more Catholic weddings this year than I've had in my whole career. Catholic weddings is something that I just have really loved and enjoyed and um, love that I can just be that Catholic presence for my, for my couples. Um, the, the joy I get when I see them just delighting in the sacrament of, of marriage and that it's done obviously in the context of mass and that it's done, um, you know, just some of these images that I got that of like the elevation of the host during the Eucharist, during the consecration and, and the bride and groom up there on the altar with that. It's just such a, there's so much symbolism in that moment and a non-Catholic photographer will not understand that, you know? Um, so I just am so grateful for, to, to be able to journey with those couples and to be able to give them those images that they're going to treasure for, for generations um, because it's important to them. For sure. I really like how you said that, um, about all of the different things you do for your clients. Um, cause as being a wedding photographer as well, I know that it is important to like spend time to pick your photographer because your photographer ultimately takes pictures, but they also do so much more for you as well. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. Yeah. Yeah. I will say one, one fun piece of experience that I've gained over the years that really came in handy this past weekend is that because I've been doing weddings for so long and I've seen so many different dresses, I know how bustles work. And oftentimes the mom and maybe the maid of honor at that dress shop one time and they learn how to do the bustle, but then it comes to the wedding day and they're like, I have no clue. And so I did the bride's bustle this past weekend because the mom was just like, I can't figure this out and I can't find this and I can't find this. And so the fact that I was able to do it, they're like, you need to add that to your like list of services. <laughs> and so <laughs> it's experience you gain is being at so many weddings. For sure. So what is your advice for a young bride that's about to get married um, for picking out a wedding photographer? Like what process yeah, yeah. should they, she go through and what things should she look for? Right, right. So first thing I tell people is number one, not only do you want to make sure that you look at their work and make sure that you love their work, but you want to meet them in person. 
that is something that is huge for me that I want to make sure that I'm doing is meeting my brides and grooms in person, because there's just something about that connection that you want to have with them. You want to feel comfortable with them. That's something I tell every single bride that I meet with. I say, listen, you, whoever you hire, it might be me. It might be somebody else. But the thing that you want to make sure is that you are comfortable with that person and you feel comfortable with them because you don't want to feel awkward on your wedding day. I remember when my sister was looking for a photographer for her wedding and, and, uh, she had been in a wedding um, with this one photographer and I was like, I like his work. His work is good. But how did you like his personality? She's like, no, he was weird. I didn't like, I didn't feel comfortable with him. I'm like, okay, then great. We cannot hire him for your wedding because nobody wants to feel awkward on their wedding day. Um, I love that I get to meet my clients like usually at that initial meeting. And then again, at their engagement session so that when I show up on the wedding day and then we've met obviously several other times in between there as well. Um, that I'm not a stranger showing up. I'm, it's like another friend and I, you know, that's, that's there and, and they're, they're very comfortable with me. Um, so that, that really helps. You want to make sure that you know the person and like the person. The other thing that you want to look into, it kind of goes along with that, is that when you're comparing photographers, like the photographer is going to probably be one of the bigger things on your budget. Your venue is going to be probably one of your biggest things. Your dress is one of your biggest things. Um, obviously, the catering along with the venue. Um, but then the photographer is one of the other big things. It's not just another line item on the budget. It is really an investment in your first family heirloom. Um, with photographers today, a lot of the times they don't offer albums in their packages. And I offer albums in every single one of my packages because um, in this digital age where most often people will just get the digital files and not do anything with those. They won't make pictures on their walls. They won't have that album to flip through on their anniversary. Um, that is so important because you want to be able to have that in your hand. Um, you want to be able to, um, you know, have something that you're going to look through on, on your anniversaries as opposed to just looking through a thousand digital files. And so while that may be something, um, just the, that's why I say photography is not just another line item on the budget because you are investing in that first family heirloom. So things might be a little bit more expensive than you may think, um, but when you're looking at the different photographers, you can't quite just compare apples to apples because some photographers order offer different things and, and some offer albums and some don't. Um, but that's why you wanna make sure too that you're not just skimping on your budget when it comes to a photographer because they fit in your budget, but you don't like their personality and you don't like their work or you like their work, but um, maybe you don't like their personality. So like you really have to kind of weigh all three of those different things to find the right photographer. And it's okay to interview several different photographers to make sure that you're finding just the right fit for you. I really like that point because I think a lot of people feel like if they're meeting with somebody in person, they have to go with them. And mm -hmm. it's just kind of an obligation thing. And just knowing that it's normal to, to yeah. um, interview a couple of different people especially yes. like because as for photographers we don't want to work with you either if you don't think you're a good fit like, we don't want you to feel awkward <laughs> absolutely absolutely and I mean I have I have met with brides that have met with 10 photographers and sometimes I come out on top and sometimes I don't like it really just depends um I get excited when I'm the one that comes out on top um I had one client that they had already picked a photographer they had not signed a contract yet but they had decided who they were going to go with but they kept their meeting with me, although the groom wanted to cancel. It was hilarious because the bride was like, no, we're not going to, we're not going to cancel her. We're just going to go meet with her. It'll be fine. And, you know, and we don't have to book her, blah, blah, blah. And so they left a pair and I didn't find this out until their wedding day, but they left that meeting and the groom was like, oh no, I really like her. Can we please hire her? And the bride was like, me too, me too. But I was out of their budget. 
Um, but I never knew that. But what they did is they rearranged their budget and made compromises in other places that they didn't wasn't as important to them. For them particularly, it was their caterer. They weren't as concerned about the food. They knew they wanted to have pictures that they loved. And so they cut their food budget so that they could afford me as their photographer. And so that meant a lot to me. But at the same time, that just goes to show you again, like people will decide what's important to them on their budget and they will place the funds accordingly, you know? Mm, for sure. And you're so right. They don't have to, just because you meet with somebody doesn't mean you have to book. Yep. For sure. And just like knowing that photographers, like you said, you can't really just compare them because we are all are so different and yeah. to knowing that it is a process to finding the perfect fit because ultimately we're going to be spending a lot of time with you on your wedding day, like perhaps even more than your groom. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. One of the things I say to my, um, my brides all the time when I'm meeting with them, I said, listen, you're going to spend more time with me on your wedding day than you are with him. And I point to the groom because it's true. They really, really are. And you just want to make sure that that's a good fit. Something else I tell people to do too, especially as you're beginning that process is talk to other people who have gotten married. Did they love their photographer? Did they not like their photographer? I think that's something that's so important um, because um, you, you, they can give you that firsthand experience. So good. Like, so whether it's, it may be, or if you don't know people who are married, talk to people who have been in weddings. Hey, what did you think about that photographer that was, you know, that shot that wedding you were in? Um, so that's a great kind of starting point. When you're Googling wedding photographers, I will tell you the first couple things that will come up are these companies that um, contract photographers from the outside and bring them into their bigger company. And it's intriguing because their prices are, are probably within your budget, but oftentimes you don't get to meet your photographer ahead of time. You don't get to pick your photographer ahead of time. You're working with a bigger company as opposed to somebody, you know, local or somebody's small business. So I just encourage people to go for the local and small business people. <laughs> for sure. Besides um, just meeting with them and seeing their personality and looking at their work. Is there any other red flags that you would say people should look for with photographers? Um, I would say if their prices are too low, that's probably a red flag. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I've even seen, I will tell you, I've even seen people who are very good. Their, their pictures are beautiful, um, but their prices are so low. And what I think happens there is that maybe they're not a full-time photographer, which is not bad. Obviously I started out as a part-time photographer, but, um, are they going to be sustainable as a business? Are they going to give you the customer service that you need? Um, are they, in, are they, cause like sometimes if those prices are too low, maybe they are, maybe it is that they're just starting out, but it also could mean that they're just, they just don't have some of the experience still that they need. And are they, are they investing in their business and are they investing in their craft? Um, so that's just something to kind of beware of, you know, why is this price so much lower than, um, than, than, some, than somebody else? So, you know, just kind of different things to look at and, and think about. Hmm, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so what would your number one piece of advice be to brides on their wedding day? Mm, good question. Um, I would say you want to make sure that you get to be as present as possible. Mm. So I, I remember telling my bridesmaids on my wedding day um, that, you know, maybe it would be a good to, to remind me all throughout the day, just breathe and take it in, breathe and take it in, breathe and take it in because it, it goes by so fast. And um, you want to make sure that you're like, wait a minute, what just happened? 
The other thing that I would say, and, and this kind of goes along with that, is that when it's the time during the ceremony and the time when you have that time with your groom, um, hold his hand, look into his eyes. When you're doing, I know sometimes, you know, people just get nervous when they're up there, um, but allow you to have that, that kind of like those, those small moments with your, with your spouse when you can. Um, I, I, this particular wedding that I, that I recently did, and I know they were nervous and I know they don't like to be in front of people, but you could tell they were nervous. And so I just wanted to so many times like, it's okay. Just hold his hand or it's okay. Just look into his eyes. Even during the vows, I oftentimes find that they're, they're so nervous that they're like looking at the priest when they say their vows instead of their groom, you know? So like look into each other's eyes. Um, and that kind of goes, like I said, with those just take those moments to just be and, and like take it all in throughout the wedding day. That's such good advice. And just to look like to be present, I think is really important because like so many things happen and it goes by so quickly yeah, and just yeah. to make that intentional effort to be present and yeah. to do the things that you want to do on your wedding day as well and yeah. not let other people dictate what yep. you should be doing, I think is important as well. Yes. Yes. So something that we did, and this is something I actually share with a lot of my, uh, my brides, actually, I put this little letter I put together for them that I give them when I first meet with them. And this was huge for us when we were planning our wedding. And I, and I just think it's so important. So we wrote a, a vision statement or a mission statement and I'm, you know, whatever you want to call it for our wedding for our wedding day and what we wanted it to look like. Because something that was big and important for us is that while it was about us and obviously our marriage, we wanted to make sure that people could experience the love of Christ through our witness of getting married. We have, we have some people in our families that are divorced or friends that just have had some rough relationships. And so we just wanted to, to, to make that known. And so like we chose very different readings for our wedding um, than you would typically hear at a wedding. We did, um, uh, the prodigal son was our gospel reading. And our whole, our whole idea behind that was we can love because the father first loved us and just stories of the father's love. Um, the other one was the reading from John, you know, that we love because he first loved us. Um, but so anyway, we wrote this vision statement and I put it in the back of our wedding binder and we didn't tell anybody this about this vision statement. It was just for us. But anytime we came up against those hard decisions about whether or not we wanted to do, you know, this or that, or should we do something or not do something? My husband was so good to always remind me, go back to our vision statement. Is it in line with that? And if it is, then great. And if it's not, we can let it go. And that was so helpful for when we were trying to make decisions because it just, it just, we knew what we already wanted to create for our wedding day. And, and it just made it so much easier when we were trying to make those more difficult decisions. What was really then beautiful about that is then after our wedding, when people were telling us about, oh, your wedding was this, your wedding was this, it was so great because of this or the whole book because of that. They literally used words out of our vision statement with them never knowing what our vision statement was. So it was really cool to see that come full circle and how it really did, did guide our day and put a structure to our day. Mm, that's really cool. I never thought about that, but like having that kind of guidepost for making decisions, I think would be super helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Super helpful. Cause you know, there's so many decisions to make, right. And you got all everyone's opinions who want to be a part of that conversation. And it really does. It comes down to what you and your spouse want to do for your wedding day. For sure. So one final question I have for you as we're kind of wrapping up our time together that I ask all of my guests that come on the show is what is your favorite Bible verse and why? Yeah. Um, so my favorite Bible verse is be still and know that I am God. 
Mm-hmm. That's Psalm 46, verse 10. Um, I think as long as I got that right. Yeah. <laughs> so, and the reason I love that so much is because just like I was saying, like things that are important to make sure you're you're being aware on your wedding day and staying present on your wedding day. Um, it goes further than just that. It goes, there are so many times, and especially I know for me, I'm constantly trying to making sure that I'm on top of everything and doing this and doing that. And I got to get this done. I got to, as if it all relies on me and it doesn't, it all relies on God and he's going to take care of all the details. And, and I can try and stay on top of things as much as I want, but that doesn't mean it's going to work because if it's not, if it's not in God's plan, then it, it doesn't matter how much effort and work I try and put into something. And so oftentimes I have to remind myself of that just to slow down and just be still. And especially as a mom of five kids and running my own business and, um, you know, and being a wife and all the stuff that goes into that, like, sometimes I just have to be still and remember that God's in control and not me. Mm, That's beautiful. And just a good reminder to like, slow down and Mm -hmm. be present and know that he is God and we aren't. Yeah, right. Oh, awesome. Thank you so much, Rachel, for coming on the show today. If people want to find you online or see your photography, where can they best do that? Yeah, yeah. Um, I have Simple Heart Photography. It's pretty easy to find, whether it's my website, simpleheartphotography.com. I'm on Facebook as well. There is one other Simple Heart Photography out there, but she's in Florida. I'm in Indiana. So that's the the way to know me. And then I'm on Instagram as well. My Instagram uh, game is not so strong yet, but I'm working on it. And so it's just, again, Simple Heart Photography. Perfect. And I will link those in the description of this podcast for our listeners to be able to check out your work. Thank you so much, Rachel, for coming on the show today. It's been a pleasure having you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. It's been great. Thank you everybody for tuning in again and I will see you again on the next episode. God bless you. You have been listening to the Catholic Brides podcast. If you enjoyed this content, I invite you to subscribe to the podcast. If you would like to get in touch with me, I invite you to either message me on Instagram or send me an email at catholicbrides at gmail.com. I look forward to having you join me again, and I look forward to connecting with you in the future. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful and blessed day.